Hi, you're listening to It Happened to Me, a rare disease and medical challenges podcast. The mission of our podcast is to support you, our listeners, and to create community as you confront the toughest challenges in life. All of us will experience health hardships. The real question is how we adapt. That's the focus of It Happened to Me, which wants to help you overcome limitations and live a full and satisfying life. Drawing on their own health challenges, co-hosts Kathy Gildenhorn and Beth Glassman interview guests who share stories and research to help you succeed in the face of difficult health obstacles. It happened to me, I'm not alone, and neither are you. Hello, my name is Kathy Gildenhorn, and welcome to It Happened to Me, I'm Not Alone, and Neither Are You, a podcast about rare disease and medical challenges. Today, we are going to talk to my lovely co-host, Beth Glassman. Welcome, Beth. Thank you for joining us today to talk about glaucoma, vision, vision loss, and the strategies, adjustments, and modifications that you have made. First, tell me a little about you. Where are you from? Are you a mother? Well, hi, Kathy, and it's a real treasure to be your co-host on It Happened to Me. I'm one of these rare people, a native Washingtonian, born and bred. I'm a mother of two and a grandmother of three. Wonderful. Well, let's talk about what happened to you. Please share with our listeners your story of glaucoma and vision loss. For starters, when were you diagnosed with glaucoma and how were you diagnosed? Well, Kathy, my story begins uh, when I was eight. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called uveitis. Now, autoimmune diseases are, it's a malady in the body where the body actually attacks itself. So I'm sure you know someone with arthritis. The body is attacking the joint. In my case, the body was attacking my eye. And so this diagnosis meant that I was going to be dealing with an eye issue for the rest of my life. So starting at age eight, every three months, I was at an eye doctor's office. The treatment for uveitis is steroidal drops, but over time, I lost sight in that one eye. Um, And there were times of flare-ups Autoimmune diseases act like that. We don't know why. They flare up and then they recede. And when it flares up, my sight would go. So then I would be treated with oral steroids. Then later on in life, I would be treated with steroidal shots. And that was a way of keeping the uveitis under control, but sight loss occurred. Unfortunately, uveitis uh, is commingled with glaucoma. So they were on the look for glaucoma, and eventually I was diagnosed with glaucoma when I was 40. Well, that's a story, but please tell me about your experience with vision loss. The vision loss was a separate incident. In 2008, tragically, I was hit in the eye, and it was my good eye. The hit was of such force that my eye actually split open. The technical term of that is an open globe. So the integrity of the eye was lost. Uh, It was followed by operation after operation. I had five within a couple of months. 
valiantly. The doctors tried to save the site, but it was not to be once the integrity of the eye was breached. And so suddenly I became dependent on an eye I was never going to use, the site that was had been deteriorating over time and my world turned upside down in a moment. Um, well, tell us about the Low Vision Center and it, what that has meant to you and to your vision. The Low Vision Center has actually been a godsend and I can't recommend it more highly. There are three areas that uh, I would... Uh, recommend and why people need to go to the low vision center if you have lost sight. When we talk about low vision, what we mean is sight loss that cannot be corrected by surgery or glasses or drops or shots. It is sight that is lost forever. The low vision, a low vision appointment, first and foremost, involves a refraction. Anyone who has low vision, their refraction is a little bit more nuanced and complicated than that in a regular eye doctor office setting. And yet the results can be astounding. A, an experienced low vision person can yield up to a two line increase in the visual chart. What does two lines mean to someone? The little person you're looking at is actually your granddaughter the ability to look at a painting in an art gallery. The bush you're looking at is actually a rose bush and my golly, there's a butterfly. It means seeing sunrises and sunsets. This is so crucially important in your daily life. So I cannot recommend more highly a visit to a low vision center. In addition, the people at the low vision center will schedule a home visit. Again, this is invaluable. We can't make the world safe, but we sure can make your home safe. I wonder if you know that stairs are very hazardous. And it's not just stairs. It's the first step and the last step. So it is important that the railing on the stairway be done in such a way that you know when the step begins and when it ends. I frankly had in my home all the walls white. I thought it would help me see better, but in effect, it was the worst thing I could do, which I learned in the home visit, because when light comes in, it bounces off the white walls and the glare is blinding. So there are so many things that you learn in a home visit. Also, in a um, low vision setting, you can try different pieces of equipment, light sources, magnifiers, and some of these magnifiers can be very pricey. And there is no insurance coverage for these options. So to try these different techniques, to try these different pieces of medical equipment in a non, really a non-pressured setting, because your purchase is not gonna occur at the Low Vision Center, but probably online through Amazon or through an independent source. So you can try these different helpful devices in a very easy way. Well, tell me more about the modifications that you've learned to make to help keep the home a safe place if there's other modifications relative to the home, but also to help with organization and medical management, to help with daily dressing, beauty and personal care, and to help with things like going out to dinner. 
All these things that you've mentioned, Kathy, are very important. And it's an individual journey as to how you get there. I can share with you my tricks for how I have kept my home safe and how I've led a very fulfilled life. When you live in a home and you live with other people, they must participate in keeping the home a very safe place. So that means everyone has to be tidy. Things can't be left on the floor. A laundry basket can be lethal for someone with low vision. An open door, a cabinet, the cord to the vacuum cleaner. All things need to be put away, shut. You know, keeping the dishwasher open, the washing machine door open can be hazardous. So everyone must buy in and help you keep your home safe. As far as organizing my personal effects, I use hang tags on my clothing. I can't see color anymore. And so all my hangers are labeled so that I can tell the difference between black, brown, gray, navy pants. They're all labeled that way. I do the same thing with my shoes. I don't want to have to ask people to help me when I get dressed. I want to be independent. And this is how I've found a way to be helpful. Also very important is to keep your medicines clearly marked. All pills, drops, I label in very large writing, also with the expiration on it. So it's easy for me to see. It's, it, you don't want to get confused when taking your medication. Now you asked also about dining. I love to go out. I love going to restaurants and I can do that now by looking at menus online. I can't read a menu in the restaurant. The menus are so small, the writing is so tiny, and the lighting is so poor. But now, through the internet, we can look up the menus ahead of time. I also make sure that when I go to a restaurant, I will ask for a brightly lit table. I enjoy that so that I can see my food. I've also made modifications when I order. I now ask that my salads be chopped. And don't you know my friends are doing the same? They love the chopped salad as well. The other thing is steps are very hazardous. Curbs are very hazardous. So I will check out a new restaurant or a place that I'm going that I haven't been before so that I know what I'm in for. I will dress accordingly, wear flat shoes, I bring my stick to help me so that I can be safe at all times. That's tremendous advice. That's very helpful and very practical. Now, what one piece of advice would you like to share with our listeners today? Sight is a treasure. We take it for granted. Please don't. I urge everyone who is listening today to make sure you go to your eye doctor once a year. Get that yearly checkup. For those of you with glaucoma, glaucoma is like a thief in the night. You don't realize you're losing your peripheral vision until it's gone and you can't get it back. Please use your drops. Please be compliant. And if you have permanent vision loss, please go and to a low vision center. You don't need a doctor to refer you. You can call and make your own appointment. I promise you it will be worth your time. It's about an hour. 
Now I'm going to tell you it doesn't replace that yearly office visit. This is in addition, but insurance pays for it. Do it for yourself. Now, where can listeners go to learn more about both glaucoma and low vision care? You know, Kathy, I have recently participated in a webcast by Johns Hopkins about glaucoma. And I would suggest listening to those, it's called Prescription Glaucoma from Wilmer Johns Hopkins, and they've done a wonderful job. As far as low vision, please just go. I think we can talk about it, but if every person's experience is unique, and so every visit is uniquely designed for you, what you need help with. And over time, that may change. So I go twice a year because I will have updates or things that I need help with. They can help you with technology. They can help you with mobility. They can help you with personal care. Please do it. That's wonderful advice. Now, is there any research on the horizon that could provide a possible treatment for glaucoma? There are two areas that I can think of right off the bat. Dr. Johnson at Wilmer Johns Hopkins is doing what we would call revolutionary research. It's being done in mice at this point, and what he is look his research is centered on the optic nerve. No one has done this before. High pressures, which are the hallmark of glaucoma, cause the nerve cells in the optic nerve to die. There is no way for us to replenish them, to replace them. So what he is doing is he is inserting in the retina of the mice stem cells. And the stem cells will travel from the retina to the optic nerve. And the hope is we can regenerate the optic nerve. Now I'm going to tell you, this is 10 years away at best. The other research that is going on is somehow implanting within us a time-release formula for drops. Glaucoma patients take drops, and they take a lot of them. And drops are very difficult to remember. For those of you who take pills, and I hope you, if you do, you use a pill box, at the end of the day, you know, oh my goodness, I forgot to take my pills. But the same isn't true with drops. We get busy during the day. And we lose track. Did we take the drop? I'm not sure. Or we totally forget. So the idea of having a time-release drop inserted in your head that maybe could be replaced twice a year would be a game changer. Many glaucoma patients suffer with diabetes. They're so consumed with keeping their health. Many patients have other medical problems that take them away from caring as much for themselves as they should. So this might be a real help. I just would like to let our listeners know that relative to glaucoma, vision care, the podcast Beth has been speaking of, we will collect as many links and resources as we can and put them on our website at happentomepod.com. And Beth, thank you. Thank you for joining It Happened to Me. I'm not alone and neither are you. Your story is an inspiring one and a wonderful example of moving forward and adapting to medical challenges. 
our community can really benefit from this perspective. Again, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of It Happened to Me. We encourage you to learn more at ithappentomepod.com. That's ithappentomepod.com. Please use the contact forum on our website to submit your guest suggestions, comments, questions, ideas, and feedback for the show. You can also email us directly at ithappentomepod at gmail.com. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app, especially Spotify and Apple. This helps others in the rare disease and medical challenge community find us. It Happened to Me is created and co-hosted by Kathy Gildenhorn and Beth Glassman. Steve Holsenbach is our media engineer and co-producer. Ashlyn Anokian is our graphic designer. And I'm Kira Deneen from DNA Today. I'm the marketing lead and co-producer. And remember, it happened to me. I'm not alone and neither are you.